Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All right, welcome back. Silver and black today, the postgame edition, the Raiders 23-20. to 20. They lose to the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, if you haven't already heard that, uh, that eliminated the Raiders from playoff contention for the 2023 season. So they have one more game next week at home against the Denver Broncos uh, to close it out, hopefully on a high note for Raider fans. But this game, uh, just just not an exciting one to begin with. But number two, the Raiders didn't look like their crisp self. Defense didn't look phenomenal. The offense clearly struggled again. The Raiders have two touchdowns in eight quarters of football or two games over the last three weeks. Uh, and so uh, things just didn't go the way it didn't it didn't go the way it did on Christmas Eve. And so your new year will start, unfortunately, with a Raider loss. I am Scott Colbranson. This is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. This is the live postgame edition for those of you watching on YouTube, Twitter or Twitch uh, or LinkedIn, wherever you're watching us. Thanks for being with us. Uh, we're here. We'll be in the chat up on uh, YouTube as well for you. Uh, but as you look at what's happening here, uh, we have two guests, as usual, my good buddy Murph from Raiders Fan Radio with our Voice of the Fan segment. Also joining us tonight is Evan Grote from Just Pod Baby, also one of my uh, colleagues over at Sports Knot. So Evan's with us today. Murph, I'll start with you as we always do. You look at what happened here uh, with this game. The Raiders clearly not the not the expectation, uh, I think, of fans of what to expect after the Chiefs win on Christmas Day. Raiders needed this game, had to, had to win it to stay in playoff contention. And it just seems like, well, boy, the offense struggled again. And defense just didn't look as good as it as it has in the past, but you can't expect the defense, Murph, to come out and win. You have to be able to play com complimentary football, don't you? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that was one of the most disappointing things about today is that the defense actually played pretty well, well enough to win this this football game despite the, the points that were allowed. Uh, but but costly penalties, though, too. It wasn't the best officiated game we've ever seen. Uh, but Jack Jones, man, a guy that was, I mean, he was the king of Raider Nation last week. And then this week, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of the folly uh, based on some of the plays that happened late. And really that field goal is, is you know, I mean, I mean, every play matters, and I know that doesn't come down to one play, except sometimes it does. And uh, and so, unfortunately, uh, that was something that, that was costly for the Raiders. And, yeah, not being able to move the football other than Zamir White until late in the game. And um, so, yeah, it was a struggle. And, and I'm sure we'll get into the details of everything, but the I, I think the, the overreach on creativity a lot of times offensively mm-hmm. it seemed like we moved away from that. And then here we, like, buried back into that again. Um, but uh, in terms of a high level, though, just for opening comments, Scott, it's as a Raiders fan, this is what we feel every year. And sometimes it happens earlier than it does later, but it's another losing season. It's another questionable coaching situation. It's another collapse after getting our hopes up. Uh, Oh yeah. We need a quarterback now too. Um, So there's like all these things that just, it's just another, regardless of, and I'm not trying to be a total sad sack here, but the reality (laughs) of it as a Raider fan is this, is that no matter what, despite the personnel, despite the coach, despite the GM, despite any pretty much any like a semblance of, of personnel that this team has had for the most part since t- 2003, it's a failure and it ends in disappointment. And I know that it has, it, listen, it, I'm not uh, like coming out with the expectation like, oh, we should win the Super Bowl every year or whatever. But the idea that like we should be competitive at some point with some sort of consistency and we just we just haven't had that in forever. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and and it's clear. I mean, listen, Evan, I mean, you look at how this game went down. You look at how this team has played over the past two weeks. Clearly, the Kansas City win was huge, and the defense, we saw the numbers. I wrote a story on it this week uh, because it was so impressive because of what the Raiders' defense has, has been able to do. But again, back to complementary football. If you can't score, if you can't get the offense in gear – then you can't do that. I also thought the Raiders looked out of sorts. I thought I thought this game management piece here between the offensive defensive coaches and of course the head coach Antonio Pierce, I felt as though it was uh, again it was a little disorganized. Yeah, I agree with you there. And and uh, you know you've mentioned the defense. We didn't see those game changing plays today from the defense that we had been seeing in the in the previous couple of weeks with you know like a pick six or just one of those big plays. You didn't see it today. I thought that's what it was going to take to get the win. And then it was a lot of the same from the offense. I mean, just struggling, especially in the first half. I thought they played better. I thought O'Connell played better in the second half, but just a little bit uh, too little, too late there uh, for the offense. But you know, and I and I was listening to what Murph had to say, and I. I told totally agree with him it's a at the end of the day it's another season where the Raiders missed the playoffs but I'm going to kind of take the opposite approach of that and and big picture of the Raiders seasons I think you know and it's I know they didn't get to the playoffs but I think there is some positivity there when you look at it think about where this team was when they fired I mean McDaniels I mean a lot of teams are not able to overcome that the Raiders nearly did they were right there another uh, three-point loss today uh, they, you know, who would have thought the Raiders would be having their season alive in week 17, you know, when McDaniels was fired and, and, you know, the offense was playing terrible, relying on a rookie, rookie quarterback. So there was a lot of things that the Raiders had to overcome. And I thought that, you know, to have a chance in week 17, 
was something that I didn't expect. So, you know, I know Raider fans are probably disappointed right now, but I think that when we step back and maybe when the season is over and kind of evaluate what they were able to do with so much working against them, um, there were some good things there, but it's it's a big off season once again for the Raiders. There's going to be a lot of change. Who knows what's going to happen at the quarterback position? Will Antonio Pierce, uh, you know, has he done enough to to get the job full time? We'll have to see. There's a lot to decide here in the off season. Yeah, there is, and and I agree with you. And I and I know Murph, you've you've expressed this when I was down there last week and 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 in between on your show too, which is, yes, you've seen progress. I mean, if you look at what Antonio Pierce has been able to do, especially on the defensive side of the ball, uh, it's been pretty remarkable, right? The offense just hasn't been able to keep up. And I think it goes back to not Antonio Pierce not being able to run an offense. I think it goes back to you don't have the quarterback you need. If you don't have the quarterback who can make plays, and again, Aiden O'Connell, I think, will be a fine backup in this league. I don't have any issue with that. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. So I get that. But I think you saw it again today. You saw a guy in Gardner Minshew who is a journeyman. I'm not saying Gardner Minshew is a franchise quarterback by any means, but he creates with his legs. He's able to say how many times the big, long touchdown pass we saw, our 58-yard pass the first one wasn't a touchdown. We saw that. He stepped into the pocket when the pocket collapsed and there was pressure around him. He was able to move. If he doesn't move, he either gets sacked or he throws the ball away because he can't get downfield. And so, Murph, I think you look at this and yes, fans are going to be disappointed. I get that. And to your point, it's well taken. At the same time, where this season was headed, and again, mm-hmm. there's no participation trophies. I get that. At the same time, I think you look at the defense and you say, okay, they didn't play their best game today. They also didn't play terrible overall. Gave up a couple big plays and penalties. Let's face it. shot The, the Raiders shot themselves in the foot. I know a lot of people want to blame all the penalties on the, the officials. And, and after we saw last night, the officials in the NFL are terrible. Don't get me wrong. And the Raiders have been on the, the crappy end of that stick many, many times. At the same time, the team wasn't as disciplined as it's been in previous weeks. So I think that the, the combination of that, you can't overcome a complete lack of talent. Uh, and I think that's what happened on offense because you just don't have the quarterback. Where on defense, you have the players. You saw Jack Jones, to your point. Uh, you know, he had two big mistakes today. And that's it. But but look what he did over the last few games. And I still, still think he's going to have a bright future with the Raiders. Yeah, and, and listen, I, and I don't want to dismiss what what accomplishments the Raiders have had here recently, and, and, and since Antonio Pierce has taken over. So I, I I hear what you're saying, Evan, in terms of like there are things to be encouraged about. And listen, we were riding way high when it when it came, uh, you know, Christmas uh, night was was pretty spectacular based on where the rate what the Raiders had done against the Chiefs. And you know, when you listen to Antonio Pierce in his press conferences talking about when was the last time that these things happened, when was the last time these things happened, and they've been a rarity for Raider Nation. So I don't want to completely dismiss what you're saying about that there are things to be encouraged about, but at the same time, bro, we're tired. It's it's this is yeah. Derek Carr type stuff. This is like old oh, glimpses. Oh hey, look at what we've got. There's something to be excited about. <laughs> and then just we're gonna shit the bed right after that. It's like and so it just happens over and over and over and over again. And even for a guy like me who's you know I've turned the calendar a few times and watched this team for an awful long time. And I know you guys have too It's just the same thing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And that's where I'm, I'm saying is that my, the frustration starts to come out is that I can look at things. And look, it's one thing if you have a football team that was competitive and then has some down years and then you see some positive things going into the offseason. That's one thing. But we haven't done shit in – sorry, Scott. We haven't that's done okay. shit in so long that it's like this is just another damn beatdown and another offseason with question marks. And, uh, you know, I was so fired up and I still am for Antonio Pierce. And I still think that he brings intangibles to this team that another coach can't replicate. But then you got Ian Rappaport today or yesterday, whatever the hell it was, dropping the freaking thing. And Mark Davis might want to have Jim Harbaugh. And it was like, this was the game. If we could have won this game, and I'm not pinning this all on Antonio Pierce, I'm pinning on the Raiders. But as a fan and have confidence in what this team's got going, when you have question marks, and instead of allowing those things to fester, close the damn door on them. And the yeah. Raiders closed the door by winning this freaking football game, a very winnable game in Indianapolis, and they failed. So all we do is allow the critics and the question marks and all that shit to just continue to fester, and it's going to it's gonna fester. People are going to be talking about Russell Wilson. They're going to be talking about Jim Harbaugh. They're going to be talking all this bullshit. I'm just like, gosh, it's stop it. Can we just freaking solidify a direction for this football team so we can lean into that, not only as fans, but even you guys as reporters and journalists. Like, there's not been a, 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 a solid direction for this team. And again, I don't know when. You you guys tell me. When was the last yeah. time? Well, and, and 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 Murph, I mean, you bring up a good point though. And and I and I wrote about this when I talked about Antonio Pierce and the defense kind of sort of being Rodney the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL, getting no respect. And I got a lot of feedback and people were saying, yeah, nobody's given us any respect. Look how good this defense has been. And I said, yeah, but you look at the last 20 years. So you're overcoming perception. And so to your point, I think that's what I talked about with Mo last week on the show, uh, Evan, which is consistency. Like for, for, And I still think I still think Antonio Pierce is a leading candidate. I, that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. I know what what the reports were and all that kind of stuff. I just still think that's the case. But anyway, you look past that and you say, OK. You, you have to be consistent, though. Like, if you want to do it, and to your point, Murph, you have to be consistent. So, so you follow up the big win in Kansas City. Now you completely kill the narrative of Travis Kelsey about, hey, well, we gave it to him. So now that narrative comes back because guess what you did in your next game? You couldn't, again, you couldn't score on offense very often until late, of course, except for the one touchdown. So I think that's why it comes up. And, and, and I understand why fans get upset about that, right? Um, but even from a media perspective, you're looking for that, you're looking for that inroads, the, the, the incremental improvement that continues and is consistent. And with this team, unfortunately, they'll take two steps forward, two steps back, or one step forward, one step back. And um, that's the reality of it, Evan. And that's why, as Murph said, there's going to be more change. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be a coach or not. We'll see. But certainly there's going to be a lot of personnel change, I think, especially at key positions like quarterback. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, anybody who listens to my show uh, or follows me on, on social media, I, I've been a skeptic of, of Antonio Pierce. But I, I will say the last couple of weeks, I become much more of a believer in him. And I felt and, and I know I listened to your show, uh, your Thursday show, Scott, and, and you guys, you and Mo said, as long as the Raiders don't fall flat on their face in the next two games, it, it feels like he's done enough. And, and even though they lost today, I thought that they were obviously they were competitive. It was a, a three point game, an onside kick away from, from possibly going to tie the game. So 
Um, I, I still think, as you said, he he is the leading candidate right now. We'll see what happens in the final week of the season. Um, but I mean, he he certainly has made a, a very strong case for himself. Uh, Murph mentioned the the Jim Harbaugh talks. I think that's a good thing. I think the fact that they're being linked to a coach like him, that maybe he's um, interested in the Raiders job. I think that's a good thing uh, because it shows you that maybe there's going to be other high quality candidates that, that want to coach in Las Vegas as well. And I think, you know, they're going to go through the interview process and, and hopefully Mark Davis this time around will, will, will make the right choice. And, and that hasn't always been the case again in recent years. So I know there's a um, not a lot of positivity there that, 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 you know, a lot of faith in Davis that he can, he can get it right this time, but uh, you just have to hope that he can, you know, and, and again, hope that there's uh, attractive candidates uh, applying for this job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing we've said all along, right. In the discussion we had Murph, which was, you don't know who the candidate pool is, but certainly the way Antonio Pierce has been and how he's been functioning and, and the reaction he's gotten from his team clearly indicated that, that um, he, the things were headed in the right direction. And so you see this loss and it's a big loss, right? And they, and they come out flat, I thought, especially on defense. But then again, the defense has had to carry this team, right? Over the, over the period of, of the time that Antonio Pierce, except for one game, and that was a charger game where they kind of quit on, on, on the game. But other than that, they've had to do it. So you knew at some point, and there was two games left, you knew at some point, and, and I said it uh, on Thursday's show, which is this is a th- this has to be the get right game for the for the offense. They have to get right because the defense cannot continue at that pace. You just can't. And so we saw the offense come out and just be unable to do it. It was, I think, a mixture of play calling. And I know everybody wants to be hard on Bo Hardigree. Go ahead. That is what it is. Uh, but then Aiden O'Connell holding the ball too long. You see a four step drop turn into a 10 step drop. And things just took too long. It's hard for him to process it as a rookie, A, and B, as a quarterback who doesn't have that functional mobility you need. So you look at those things, and, and it's not hard to, I think, dissect, Murph, why they lost today. Yeah, I love, well, and, I, you know, you hate to pin it on a guy like Aiden O'Connell because, I mean, he's a, he's a good dude. He's a good kid. He's, he's only, you know, he's, he's dealing with the cards that he was dealt, you know, and so I hate to – pin so much of it on him but you're right that lacks of lack of functional mobility the lack of 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 you know downfield vision i mean i was i would be was hondo and maybe some others on on the twitter there that we're talking about on you know on, i can't remember the down and distance but there was a play where trey tucker was running wide open uh down the sideline and, and it was like wide wide open and uh and and o'connell missed him and we even saw gardner Minshew do that today but then he came back uh Minshew did and 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 found you know those those deep passes and and where o'connell never did that also on some of those funky you know a third and, and short yardage plays when when those plays were starting to break down there were running lanes I mean, and you don't even, and we're not talking about needing Justin Fields back there. We're talking about needing, I don't know, Derek Carr. I mean, I hate to bring the name up, but I, but that kind of idea that somebody that can just take off and sprint up for three or four yards and get that first down. And that's what we're, that's what we're lacking. And that's what, what O'Connell is lacking. And I hate that for him. I wish he had better legs because he's got a pretty good arm, <laughs> um, but he just doesn't have it. And so can you, and, and I don't even want to say in today's NFL, because I feel like, 
this whole idea that, that we've been really leaning into these conversations around the pocket passer and about how that's passed on in the NFL. But even then, when you think back to Steve Young or Joe Montana or to keep it on the Raiders, Kenny Stabler, that was a guy that was elusive as hell. That was a guy that could take off when the play broke down. And this is in the, you can't get more old school than freaking Kenny Stabler. And that's a guy that could convert a first down on with his legs. And so it's just, it's just not in the cards for Aiden O'Connell. And you mentioned, you know, you, you think that he could be a functional backup. I think he could be a decent backup and the idea that he doesn't turn the ball over and that's, I'll give him credit for that. And then the one interception that he threw today got called back because it was pass interference and anybody, are you dumbass Indianapolis fans booing that that call, you can't grab a guy and freaking (laughs) launch yourself around him. Like that's not like it wasn't even a questionable call. That was a, that was a good call by the officials in a, a bad officiated game. But anyways, point being though, that he takes good care of the football. So I'll give him 100% credit for that, but it's just not enough to outweigh the deficiencies that he has, unfortunately, in terms of field vision and in terms of legs. And I, I hate that for him, but, we'll, you know, we need a quarterback. Yes, there's no question about that. And and I, as I said before, too, I think that'll be a combination of, of drafting one. The Raiders need to figure out what they're going to do perhaps to move up in the first round. And we'll get into that as we get closer to the offseason, clearly, but also bringing in another veteran, too, because I think they need three to compete uh, in camp there. But but you look at this game, too, and I think we saw something else, Evan, that was that was, again, encouraging. Well, let, you know what? Let me step aside real quick for our audio audience. Take a break. When we come back. We'll get on with the postgame show. Raiders lose to the Colts 23 to 20. You're with Scott Branson, Evan Grote and Murph from Raiders Fan Radio here on Silver and Black today. The postgame edition. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 